0: All right. Well, let's. Uh, I guess let's get started. Thanks uh, so much for joining us. This is a call about performance anxiety in job interviews. And um, I appreciate the caller making it uh, or the listener making it an open call. I think that's a good thing because I certainly know that it's something that affects a lot of people. And uh, I've certainly never been immune to it completely myself. And I'm not sure we should be. But I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about your history with uh, interviews and sort of what happens uh, in them that uh, uh, has uh, made you anxious.
1: Well, actually, I mean, my history has been pretty good with them. Um, I mean, I feel usually I feel really confident about it. That's why this is something I really wanted to have this call about is because in the past when I've had an interview, it's like if I get that far I've never not gotten a job where I've had an interview, you know? So, but for this one, it's, it's different because the, um, the position is something that I haven't really done before. And it's, I think, going to be a more challenging position than anything I've really done before. Um, And that, along with being in a new place, plus, you know, just um, fears about the economy and it's like, there's a lot of, um, uh, you know, disaster scenarios where it's like, if I don't get this job, I'm not going to get a job and I'm going to be screwed, you know? (laughs) So um, I think all of that is what's combining about it because... Like I said, my history with interviews in themselves has been pretty
0: positive, actually. So, but let me make sure I understand your concern. Uh, when you say you're not sure if you're ready for the job, uh, or you're concerned about the the leap, right? So you're going from somebody who is more self-employed, if I remember rightly, to somebody who's more um, this would be a a, a management position, right?
1: Well, and I'm not sure how much of a management position it is. It's, it's a project coordinator is the name of it, which is, yeah, I mean, it's kind of a manager management position. I think it is directly under the project manager, but
0: right. A team, a team lead probably would be closer, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Like the responsibilities, um, if you got that PDF, like a lot of the responsibilities are, um, you know, assigning consultants job specific responsibilities, establishing headline, deadlines, uh, coordinating communication between consultants and or with department manager, um, right. yeah, communicating between the cl- consultants and the clients. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a team lead type of thing. Um, and I it could think- be conflict heavy, right? right because it's it's working with a lot of um, uh, freelance translators is what I think is going to be going on
0: so. Right, so you're going to have uh, and I, you know I, I'm not an expert on your field, of course, right, but this is just sort of based on some management uh, management experience that, that I've had. Anytime you are uh, floating between people doing work and people expecting the results, it's a, there's conflict in the job, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, because, you know, they're going to want one thing, they're going to expect something else, something's going to be delayed, there's going to be some misunderstanding. I mean, there is a lot of smoothing of ruffled feathers and calming of the waters uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, okay. Now, I mean, one of the tough things is, you know, they, they may ask for management experience, right? Have you ever, you know, managed a team before or have you ever worked with a team before? My suggestion would be if you've done ecosystem stuff, just say, Sweet mother of God, you have no idea how difficult it is just to manage the voices in my head. I find that's a good uh, in uh, to help people. I'm just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Oh, the silence. Tap, tap, tap. Is this thing on? (laughs) No, yeah. But uh, is that an issue that you have that you're concerned that people are going to say, well, what's your experience? And you're going to say, I don't know. (laughs)
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, that's part of it. Part of it is also, you know, um, I've been listening to the... um, The calls that you had a while back now about the um, you know the caller who was uh, um, moving from doing his own business to um, going to Atlanta to be a a project manager.
0: Yes, Um, I remember.
1: You know, and I was listening to those podcasts, and a lot of the things you talk about is like um, the you know having done research in the in the industry. And I've done that since I found out that I have this interview. Tried to find out about the industry and about like what the competitors are doing and stuff like that. And I, it's really hard to find information about the translation industry for whatever reason. And the places where there are, where there is info, you have to, um, you have to pay to be a member of their sites to get any info about it. You know.
0: Right. Right.
1: And I'm not in a financial position to where I can afford to pay that, you know? So it's like I don't really know much about the industry um, other than, you know, I've had a a call with another FDR guy that lives in um, England, and we talked about it some, but that was more about the freelance side of it, not about the...
0: um, you know, yeah, he was work, going. Work. He was going to be self-employed, and so it was a bit of a different. Uh, that was a bit of a different situation, right? So right. let me ask you: do, do you think that you're ready for the job? Because I mean, it's important to figure out if you have anxiety that is quote legitimate, right? I mean, in other words, if if I were going to go for a job as a heart surgeon, I would experience considerable anxiety because <laughs> you know I would be just <laughs> rapping people's innards, right? So,
1: right. Um, Well, as far as the, like, technical stuff goes, you know, entering information to access database and or profitability spreadsheet, that kind of stuff I'm fine with. The translation stuff itself I'm fine with. Um, Even, you know, assigning job-specific responsibilities, establishing deadlines, I think I can do that.
0: Um, What do you mean you think you can do that?
1: Well, these are things that... I've had to do before in in the past you know like create um, deadlines like when I was teaching English uh, I had to you know create deadlines for myself and like you said with the Miko system it is kind of you know working with with the whole team but um, you know I had to establish deadlines with myself but part of it is I have been a team lead before um but I think at the time, my communication skills were not, they weren't bad. It's just that they weren't very win-win, you know, if that makes any sense. Like right. Just kind of like top down, this is what needs to be done to do it kind of thing, you know? Right. And that's not how I want to approach anything in my life anymore
0: really so it's, it wasn't I'm, as negotiating it was more like just telling right? Right, right 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 okay
1: and even even i mean i'll be honest the ecosystem work i've done is is really uh minimal but even in that case it's usually um it's it's usually kind of one way and it's not like it's not like giving orders, but it's more like just a lot of um, how to say it, uh, just kind of questions coming from one side, and the other side
0: just knowing all the answers. Right, right, right. Okay. You know, right. Okay. So uh, would it be fair to just, like I'm trying to figure out uh, you know it's uh, it's just us talking at least so far right so uh, yeah uh, there's there's it, the tough thing in in an interview in some ways and, and especially when you're going for a new position is you want to appear confident but not cocky right? Like you want to say, yes, I can do this, even though I haven't done it before, but you don't want to sound insane. You know, like, uh, yeah, I can be a heart surgeon. I'll just, I'll just Google it the night before, you know, because <laughs> cause that's mad, right? And and so when you're going for a new job, going up within the company is one thing, right? I mean, you get promoted and you know, that's, that's not such a big deal. Although even in those situations, you'll often have to apply. But when you're going for a job that is of a new level, then it's tough because you haven't done it before. You want to impress upon the interviewer that you're confident you can do it, but you don't want to sound like you have no way to assess risk, right? <laughs> because, you know, well, uh, you, you, so, so I, it, does that make sense? Like that may be one of the challenges that, that you you might be facing in this no, this interview.
1: And that's, I think that's something that's totally um, like right on the nose with me because that is – Part of what I'm afraid of, like, I'm like, yeah, I can do this job. I know I can do this because, you know, I recently I've just kind of been like, you know, um, there's not like if if I try and figure out something, there's not a lot that I can't do. You know what I mean? Like if I put the effort into it, there's nothing that I can't
0: do. And- well, no, you see, uh, I would, I think that may be a little on the cocky side. There's nothing right. that I can't do. Not- Can you be a Calvin Klein model for underwear? If so, please send me your picture for my private. (laughs) No, but I mean, this is where you don't want to go too far. Right. Uh, And I'm just I'm just putting I've been putting my interviewer hat. I know we're not mocking an interview or whatever. Right. But I've been putting my interviewer hat on. And it's stuff like that that always makes me a little leery as an interviewer. When somebody says there's nothing that I can't learn. There's nothing that I can't do. It's like, well, you must have been doing some easy shit then (laughs) because there's lots of stuff in this world that's really tough to do. Right. 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 So, and that's, that's no, my question, right? So you went from uh, uncertainty to overconfidence, uh, you know, I think I can do, well, I can do anything that I've set my mind to. And I think that may be one of the reasons, one, one of the things that you, you, you might need to center a little bit on, if that makes sense.
1: Well, no, and that's, that's what I mean. It, like, that's kind of a general thing that I've been approaching things with a lot recently. But with this interview, like, I haven't had that much at all. And I don't know. Sorry,
0: haven't had that much.
1: That that um, that cockiness, you know, which is probably a good thing, but um, it's gone the extreme opposite spectrum. Like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to say. And there's nothing that I can say that's going to be enough to get this right. It's just a
0: a extremes. Right. Right. So, like, I know I can do it versus, you know, there's nothing there's no way I can convince the other person that I know how to do it. Right. Right, 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 right. And that is, a look, it's a, it's a big challenge that you're facing here. Uh, so I really, I just want to sort of stop for a moment and, and empathize with, and really sympathize with the challenge that you're facing, right? So you're looking to uh, move up a skill level and a significant skill level, right, uh, in, in an economy that's tough. And a tough economy means that people are shopping downstairs for their jobs, right? So you have people who, you know, have 10 years experience who will take an entry level position because they got to eat, Right. Uh, and there's one of right. the things that, that has occurred. One of the reasons why employers love a recession is you get really high, high quality people for relatively little coin because everybody's just kind of desperate for. Uh, for work, that's why the the management class, so to speak, uh, has little problem with the recession. In some ways, I mean, of course, if they find it harder to sell and so on. But when it comes to staffing, I mean, it's a dream come true. So uh, I just sort of wanted yeah. to, uh, wanted to point that out. It's a really difficult thing that you're facing here, and, uh, and I do appreciate uh, that that you think I can help, and I hope that I can. But I just wanted to point out, like, your anxiety is not is not irrational.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've gotten rejected for you know. I, <laughs> I have a, a, a you know a college degree, not that it means much, but I've been rejected for ten dollar an hour jobs because of have not having experience in the field, and it's like, but this is like a ten hour ten dollar an hour entry level job, you know, so yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying there. I think that's
0: well, that's really sorry, just just to um, uh, just to maybe set you straight on that, and I've. I've of course, I have no idea why why you were rejected, and maybe that's why you were. But uh, I can tell you that when you're getting $10 an hour jobs and you have a college degree, whoever's hiring knows that you're not going to be in that job for long.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's something I've also considered for sure. Okay?
0: You're just going to wait out the recession and then skedaddle or get promoted as soon as humanly possible, right? Right, right, I mean when I, this is, I mean remember when I was a, when I was a waiter uh, when I was a teenager, there were these biddies at this restaurant who 'd been waiters there for like thirty years, right, and the manager was had to deal with you know pimply faced teenagers like me who 'd come in uh, and then be gone in six months or a year want to go to college or whatever and come bungeeing back and so on, whereas these biddies were his steady dependable don 't need to train utterly reliable, and so on. And so, uh, I just wanted to point that out. I mean, everybody wants the bitty waiters who are going to be there for thirty years. But uh, uh, so, so this may be another reason, right? College degree, ten bucks an hour, some some professional experience. He's not going to last. So uh, I'll just get someone who I don't have to retrain, and uh, I don't have to hire somebody else because it's really expensive to hire someone. And so, you want somebody to be there to be there for the long run.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. That might. That probably is a big factor in it too, but. Yeah, it's just, it, it's been kind of, uh, you know, frustrating at that level thinking, you know, I just need to get something that where I can eat, you know. And I did get something temporary, but um, it's just not, it's not looking like it's going to last very long. So I need to get something more permanent as soon as possible.
0: All right. So do you want to try uh, try an interview? Sure. All right. So. I'll be Barbara. So, okay, so I will be, um, uh, I'll be the interviewer and we'll just, uh, and I'm going to interrupt you because I don't want to sort of give notes at the end. And you understand this is just my, uh, I mean, I have some experience interviewing, some significant experience hiring, but I'm not an expert in your field. So this is all just going to be kind of nonsense, but I think it'll be helpful in terms of getting some feedback for your interview on Thursday. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for coming in. Uh, blah blah blah, small talk, small talk. Look at my tattoo; it's like a butterfly. It's right above my butt cheeks. That's great. Sit down. Uh, now, uh, tell me why it is that uh, you think you can uh, you can do this job, and and what are you bringing to the table?
2: Okay. Um, well, I think I can do the job because um, I've. Uh, in
1: in the past um, a lot of a lot of the work that um, i've had to do has been uh, around you know trying to define a scope of something so for example i when I worked in a coffee center um, i'd get a a customer's uh, job and you know that 's basically the scope of what we had to do and then from there um, had to deal with how much what machines I could use while the um, you know, based on what other orders we were doing, and um, you know the the priority of the orders that were going on there. So, what what uh, kind of machines were available, and then uh, you know, of course, there's always a deadline with those kind of jobs, and a lot of times the deadlines were pretty um, you know pretty short. So, it's something that we had to work around and work with the other people in the department to do. Um, also, in teaching kind of same kind of things, you know, um, as far as, uh, there's the deadline, there's not so much a deadline just as, you know, within the one year that the students are in your class, you have to come up with, um, what they're going, what is going to be the goal of your teaching? Like, what are they going to achieve by the end of that? Um, so that's kind of the time thing, um, and the scope, just really, what are they, what do they have to do? And um, then resources are just whatever you have around you. Like uh, what what materials do you have access to? Um, I worked in a uh, public school, so um, there was not extra money to buy anything. So you really had to work with what you had. Um, and my position was the, the lowest on the level of new budget uh, spending. So it was really, you know, finding doing what you can with what you had in order to achieve the goal of getting your students to learn what it is that you have to teach so i think i can apply that the same thing to uh translation which i've also had some um you know personal experience with freelancing
0: all right and uh, how did you feel about your response there it was long and rambly (laughs) It was fairly long, fairly rambly, and you got to the translation stuff at the very end. And listen, this is this is an annoying process to go through. So, I mean, I appreciate your patience. I know it's like, well, hey, try it again, try it again. I mean, it's a little bit annoying, but but it really does help to practice uh, to practice these kinds of things. Yeah, for sure. All right. So, um, uh, th- th- this is what I would do. If I mean, this is what I would do if I were in your shoes. I would go through the job. We don't have to do this, right? But we, we, this is what I would go through the job. Description and try and boil it down to three or four skills that they 're looking for right so I mean obviously uh, communication uh, is important uh, resource um, finding the right resources and allocating them to the right job is important right so uh, resource allocation uh, communication there'll be you know detail oriented because you 're doing proofreading and so on and you know there's a couple of so detail oriented resource management uh, um, uh, there will be some management stuff and so And some software knowledge and so on. So those are the three this. I try and boil it down to three or four things that that they're really looking for. And I would then, and it sounds weird to do it, but it is important, right? I mean, there's something I saw once in a a Jerry Seinfeld DVD. I think it's called Comedian or something, which just, they followed him around in clubs. And uh, he said he was talking to, I think it was Patrick Quinn from, he was an old Saturday Night Live guy. And his Jerry Seinfeld's act it bombed, and he said, "Oh, I made a rookie mistake. I tried to ad lib, I tried to go off book, I tried to be spontaneous rather than going through rehearsed material." And the way I see it is that if Jerry Seinfeld, after <laughs> the Seinfeld you know TV show and you know twenty years of doing comedy, and if, if he's nervous to go off book during a live show and it's considered to be a rookie mistake, that to me is that it's fairly important to prepare. Uh, and yeah. I, I know I'm the rambly guy in the podcast, but but this is different because this is a job interview. So, you know, preparation is key. So uh, let's just say, if you can just jot these down, let's just say that yeah. there are three points that you have to hit. Um, and you can pick what they are because you know the job requirement But better. But what do you think, if there was top the top three things that they're looking for, what, what do you think they would be?
1: I think it's exactly as, as you said. It's the good communication <laughs> skills. Being detail oriented and um, uh, the being able to manage the resources in an efficient manner.
0: All right, and um, and find and manage the resources, right? Right, find and manage. Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, which, uh, if you had to number those in importance, which would, how would you number them?
1: Uh, looking at the responsibilities of the job. Um, I think good communication skills is probably top with the find and manage resources a really close second.
0: Right. And right. the
1: detail oriented is also, you know, up there, but I think three.
0: Okay. I now detail oriented is, is fairly clear, uh, finding, uh, and, and, uh, managing resources is a little more detailed. Give me good communication skills. I would suggest breaking it down into one or two or maybe three kinds uh, you know good communication skills is like good worker i mean it doesn't you know it's hard to sort of doesn't figure mean, what that exactly yeah. means. it doesn't mean much right yeah. so i would if i were you and i would um i would say well what kind of good communication skills are going to be needed well making sure that the scope of the project is really clear to both the client and to the team that you've assembled right so making sure that the scope of work is really clear proactively communicating any changes in schedule or scope or cost right because that 's why you need people like this because projects always change there 's no project ever it 's not a it 's not a train you know you put it on the tracks and it arrives at the next station it 's always like like a meteor strike or something right so right and so I would say you know the clear communication of of needs and requirements uh, updating uh, conflict resolution you know this just you know what I mean like keeping the lines of uh, the lines of communication over open and also acting as a buffer uh, between in a sense, the cubicle guys and the customers, right? I mean, this was my job in IT sometimes, so maybe I'm projecting a bit, but uh, the the guys, the programmers didn't like talking to the customers and the customers didn't like talking to the programmers. (laughs) So they would both talk to me and I would sort of be the the lubricant, right? Right, right. Yeah, so I would, um, uh, I I agree with you about the ranking for what that's worth. And what I would do is I would do uh, two, three, one, right? So I would number the, the most important ones, And then I would say, I would start off with the second most important and give it a fair amount of time. I would then go to the least important and give it a shorter amount of time. And then I would make sure that I ended up with the most important so that I left him with that knowledge that that I'd really gotten it when he would have a chance to talk. Right, right. And and you could I mean you could do it the other way you could do one two three so he gets the most important one first but I like ending with the most important I think that's uh, you know you, you save the chase scene to the end of the movie that <laughs> the end end with the big yeah. Right? yeah so right. so that would be uh, that would be my suggestion uh, so if you want to do that real quick just on a piece of paper uh, we can try uh, taking each of these answers one by one
1: yeah I actually um, while you were talking there I. I jotted them down in a in a notepad So
0: um. oh fantastic okay uh, now I wouldn't give myself more than 30 to 45 seconds per per one and the reason that I say that is that A less is more and B you want to show that you're a good communicator when you're talking about being a good communicator right 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 yeah the, the, there's no point the, saying to somebody in a long easy. rambling way I'm very concise right that's why I never right. say it. I'm very concise <laughs> but do you see what I mean <laughs> Yeah, right. And, okay. and, and, the reason, and, and then you, you end by saying, I'm just giving you a brief overview. If you have more questions, I'm happy to elaborate further, but I just wanted to keep things concise up front. Right. Now uh, that, that sense makes sense. That? Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's try, uh, let's try that again. And, okay. Uh, once more from the top. With feeling. Okay. So I say, well, why is it that, uh, that you feel that, uh, uh, that you would be good for this job?
1: Okay, well, when I worked in a copy center, um, I had to learn how to um, find what the right machines for uh, customers' jobs would be and also… I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry
0: to interrupt you, and the thought just struck me, um, and I, I really do apologize because I may know we're doing a role play. I keep jumping out of it, but um, I think it's, it's worth, and I remember doing this in a couple of interviews, and I found it really effective. I think it's worth uh, saying what it is you're about to say. Okay. So, if you say, you know, in looking through the job, uh, uh, I see that there are three, the three most important requirements you have are this, this, and this, right? And so, you know, I'll I'll talk about those and then uh, very briefly, and then you can ask me more questions. Okay. Because you you're kind of showing uh, the important thing in an interview is to not tell people what your skills are, but to show people what your skills are. Do 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 you see what I mean? Right. 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 So okay. if, if you're going to be uh, evaluating projects and being a concise and effective communicator and, you know, boiling down information to its essential parts, you don't want to tell someone you can do that. You want to show them you can do it. And almost like the words are, are unimportant in a sense. Right.
1: Right. OK. All
0: right. Sense. So let's try again. OK.
1: So should I just go?
0: <laughs> yeah, just go. If I want to do my. OK. All right.
1: All right. So. Um, while I was looking over the materials for the job, I, I found there was really three um, main skills that I need to have. Uh, resource management, uh, being able to find and allocate the right resources, um, being detail oriented, and um, being a communicator, being a good communicator such that I can make sure the scope of any project is clear, um, actively communicate with those changes, and you know kind of uh, be a buffer if any conflicts come about between um, the clients and our consultants. Um,
0: That was, first of all, I just want to say that's fantastic. How how did that feel relative to your first answer? It
1: just, it felt a lot better. Yeah. I mean, it was good. good. uh,
0: Great. Yeah.
1: I know, I know what's, I know it actually would help me to be able to say that at the beginning, just to make sure that I get my note, you know, hit every point, you know, Yes, yeah, so, don't write
0: it yeah. on your hand. It can't be tempting. But. <laughs> no, I th- A, that was great. I just had one or two points to say. Uh, don't use such that. That's a, a an awkward phrase. But but the way that you do that is you just you got to practice these answers. And, and throw a couple of other things in the mix just in case they come up and say, well, there's something else that's important that you've missed or whatever. But the, the key thing is practice because you use a lot of errs and ums. And, like, hell, I'm one to talk, right? But you use a lot of errs and ums. And you, uh, you you use awkward phrases, you know, where I think you said, blah, 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 such that, so and so. And you never sort of hear people say that. And that indicates uh, that you're not fluent in the answer. And of course, you wouldn't be because this is just the first time we're trying it. But I just wanted to point out those two tiny little things. But it it was worlds apart from, from the first answer you gave. And I, congratulations. I said, you are a fast learner. <laughs> of course, right? You listen to this show, right? Okay. So right. did you want to try that first one again? Or do you want to go to the second one?
1: um i I'm, I'm not sure what you mean by the first one oh, i'm sorry
0: one. Uh, do you want to start uh, the answer again from the top uh, or did you want to move on to the next point
1: oh uh you mean i've already talked about the resource resource management with the copy. yeah sentence.
0: it's up to you yeah. i mean i'm happy to do it either way
1: no i th- i think uh, that was fine um i mean what do you think about what i said before was that like part of part of the anxiety is like you know, working in a coffee center—it's pretty lowly compared to like a, a project coordinator's job—is just how I feel about it. And so, I mean, I think I think it's a, applicable, but I'm also kind of hesitant about talking about that kind of thing.
0: Right. Makes no, I I totally understand that. Okay, so um, I think that it's worth extracting the principles. Uh, So you could say, when I worked at the copy center, I learned these and these and these skills, which I found to be applicable, uh, which I find to be applicable to this job. Uh, I mean, the copy center job may not have taught you those things directly, but I found, you know, and I found that I was very good at these kinds of things.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. I completely agree with you. But but remember, everyone who gets a job that's any kind of promotion is going through exactly what you're going through and employers know that right and so what they're nice. looking for is somebody who's not bullshitting obviously if you bullshit the only thing worse than not getting hired if you're a bullshitter is getting hired if you're a bullshitter because then you're working for somebody who likes bullshit and that's not going to be fun for anyone i'd rather be a panhandler right so right. Uh, and i'm not saying you are doing that right but but yeah i so, say you know in in the copy center job we'd have stuff coming in all the time and you know time management is really important and a copy center is all about detail Right now, I would also mention something because this is this is a customer facing job, right? So right. one of the things I always appreciated when I was interviewing someone was their focus not on the job but on the customer, right? So if I were you, I would say, assuming this is true, I would say, when I worked in a copy center job. What I the thing that I really learned was that in a sense for me it's like a blur of paper going past yeah you know, copy 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 bundle bundle <laughs> throw it over the counter and so on right and so for me it was just one of many jobs and it was a blur but for the customer that was the only thing he was coming for that whole day and so it was really really important to him while for me it was just kind of a blur and so I had to really re, you know to be a really good employee there and to really be effective I had to reorient myself to remember no this is You know, this is the customer's business card. You know, this is what he's going to be handing out. Uh, So he really cares about it. And this is the customer's menu. And I don't know what what you were making, right? But but this was all really important. And so I really learned to look at it from the customer's viewpoint. And that's why detail was so important and precision was so important. And no bleeding edges and no hair on the (laughs) photocopier or whatever, right? Does that sort of make sense? Uh,
1: No, yeah. And actually, it sounds like... um that would be more suited suited towards the detail oriented part of it,
0: but detail oriented for the customer. That that's sort of what I'm saying, right? right? right. Because everything is for the customer. And so whenever I whenever I would get a programmer in who wanted a job, if they if all they talked about was um, algorithms and uh, DLLs and, and then then I'd know that all they really thought about was the code of the computer. But when I had a customer, sorry, when I had an employee in who talked about the need for a pleasing and intuitive interface for the customer, I knew that I was onto something special. That person I would remember because they were remembering that everything we do ends up sitting in front of a customer, and the customer doesn't care about the DLLs, and they don't care about the code, and they don't care about the subroutines. They only care about the interface and that it works. And so, to to since this job is customer facing, I would also focus on putting yourself in the customer's shoes. and, and the, 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 Nobody cares about detail-oriented, right? Nobody cares about... They care about a happy customer, if that makes sense. Right. So it's a means to an end, whereas a lot of people, when I was interviewing them, they look at each of these skills as an end in themselves. Like, I'm really detail-oriented. I like to get things right. I'm very precise I'm this and that. But there was never any mention of the customer, right?
1: Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. And, I mean, that's, I think, one of my primary... Things is, is is you know primary responsibility is communicating with the with the customers with the clients so
0: right, and I, yeah, I, sure. and I uh, of course, I mean I spent some time in copy shops when I was younger because I was a writer, and I was printing all this shit right, and yeah. there's lots of conflict in copy shops right <laughs> really well that, that's what I saw, which was you know customers who oh this is a little off center this is the wrong kind of paper oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the kind of aim, it's this, the you know what. I made these yeah, copies but it didn't come out right. I don't want to pay for them or whatever, right? Right, no, yeah. There's a lot of conflict. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And so you, you you could sort of mention that, you know, I was I was good at resolving customer conflicts with you know, without caving so that we lost money but finding ways to make it win-win. You know, all all the stuff that I'm sure you you, you did and you're intelligent enough to 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 both do and to communicate and all of that stuff I think is really going to help. Uh, mess you with the job now I'm, I'm sorry we we went off on a bit of a tangent there, and I want to get back to the the sort of mock interview uh, which is you being interviewed and me mocking you but is there uh, uh is there um uh, do, do you want to, do you want to sort of take another run at it from the top yeah sure sure, sure all right, so tell okay. me what it is that you think you would be suitable for this job
1: all right when I was looking over the materials for the job, um I noticed there were three um, real essential skills for this job. Um, one was the resource management. Um, another was being detail-oriented, and another was uh, having good communication skills, um, You know, making sure that the scope of the project is clear, uh, actively communicating any changes that happen, and acting as kind of a buffer in case there's any conflict between um, the customers and the consultants that we're working with. Um, so for the re- resource management uh, skill, I think I picked those those up when I was working in a copy center. Um, it was a situation where we'd often have a lot of jobs coming in and not much time because a constant inflow of new jobs, um, and we had to work out which machine would would we be able to use for each customer's job and use it in such a way that um, we could actually complete the customer's jobs before uh, they came in to pick them up and so that we didn't create any conflicts. Um, of course, in the same job, being detail-oriented is essential because um, customers, because this is their, you know, for example, their menu. the, the that's the only thing they came into our store to do was that menu. If there's one small detail that's wrong on it, there's definitely going to be a conflict. And, of course, you know, sometimes those kind of things happen because I was not the only one in the in the in. The
0: all right. I'm going to stop you people. here because I, I think yeah. you're rambling. Right. OK. And, you know, sometimes these things happen because I'm not the only I mean, he doesn't care about the details of the of the coffee shop. Right. He cares right, about right. how those skills are going to translate. And I hope you don't mind me interrupting. I I, I, no, I still suspect funny it's funny. a difficult thing to do live, right? But I, I just sort of wanted to point it out. Yeah. Okay. So um, uh, you were talking about resource management uh, in the co- yeah. in the copy shop. You said, I think that I learned those skills or I think that I – it was something like that. I would be more uh, I would be more decisive. You know whether you I, have those skills or not, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I would just, you know, it's it's okay to be uh, to be confident about things that you can actually do, right? I don't think right. I can. I know I can. Right? I know I can walk, right? Right. right. Okay. So and and so, uh, to tell me what happened uh, for you uh, in your mind and in your heart when you began to to ramble, uh, if you don't mind me using that phrase. Uh, what was it that that was occurring for you when you started to ramble?
1: Um, I was feeling. I'm sure I've had a transition between uh, going from the detail oriented to the um, good communication skills, which is obviously right,
2: right,
0: <laughs> which is kind of <laughs> ironic, right? <laughs> I don't know how right. to, I don't know, I don't know how to communicate to you that I have good communication skills. No, and look, I appreciate that. Look, communication takes a lot of practice. It's not, you know, it's not like like it's even walking takes a lot of practice. But it's it's like doing a good tennis serve. It takes a lot of practice. So I would figure out the transitions. Uh, I would figure out right. the transitions uh, and and try and find and and if you if you find that you get lost, right? There's absolutely nothing wrong in an interview with saying, "Wait a second, uh, I think I'm rambling. Let me just back up and move on to my second point without any elegant transition." <laughs> right? So because <laughs> okay. they they want to know that you can notice these things and and not just you know babble, right? Yeah. And yeah, I apologize. That's a, it's it's a bit of a nasty way to put it. You went babbling, but but you know what I mean, right?
1: No, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah,
0: yeah if, if, you, you know, if you've missed the exit, don't just keep driving, right? I mean, if you miss the exit, it it's like, oh, I shit, I have to it. turn around and, and go to the exit, right? Okay, right. so let's try it again. Okay, from the top? Mm-hmm.
1: All right. Um, no, it's a good idea. Um, okay, so while looking over the materials for the job, I noticed there were three skills uh, that are essential for this work. Uh, resource management, being detail-oriented, and having good communication skills, meaning that I'm able to make sure that the scope of a project is clear, um, actively communicate any changes that are going on in the project, and also kind of act as a buffer in case there's any res- uh, conflicts between the translators and the customers. Um, for the resource management, I picked that up while I was working in in the copy center, we had limited machines, we had limited time and we had to get the customers orders out by the deadline that they would set. You know, I need this by four o'clock, whatever. Um, detail oriented. Um, if we weren't detail oriented with our jobs, there would definitely be conflicts, you know, that the, the menu that the customer brought in, that was all that the customer was thinking about was that menu. And even though we had a number of other jobs, we had to be right on point as far as the detail goes on that customer's menu in in order to please them. Uh, And then with the good communication skills, anytime a customer brought an order in, we had to make sure we understood all the details of the order before we accepted it, before we sent the customer on the way and said it'd be ready by the deadline. If we did not, that would create a lot of problems and you know we also had to communicate the uh in case a machine went down or in case uh, we had a problem where something we thought we could do we couldn't we had to communicate them that to them in order far before the deadline in order to uh find a work around and then also you know no matter how much we tried to communicate these things sometimes there were just conflicts would come up and finding a way to make a win-win so we didn't uh, take too big of a hit, but also the customer was satisfied. That was something that we had to work on as well.
0: Ah, Beautiful.
1: uh, That was beautiful. That was your end, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to add, you know, if there's anything else. Oh yeah. If there's anything else, please ask. Now um, you didn't mention anything about translation. No, I
1: didn't. And that's something, I mean, I, can, I think I can work that into the detail oriented. Um, my translation experience is not nearly as much as, you know, and another approach is I could do it. I could do all of these things, I think, from the same way with the teaching jo- job, which is more recent, which is maybe more relevant. It's hard to say. It's not as much customer oriented working in the public sector, but.
0: Um, well, but you could say I treated my students as my customers, right? There's things that you could do right. with that. I mean, I, I think it's okay to touch on on the coffee shop thing because obviously there's some elements in it, like the design and and uh, printing and so on, which is uh, post layout, uh, proofreading, and so on, which is relevant to to the coffee shop. Uh, I certainly would focus a little more on the uh, uh, on the educational side of things, uh, though. I, I agree with you; it's not it's not quite as good a fit, but it is more of a professional. Um, uh, set of of skills,
1: right, and even maybe a, more of a professional environment
0: too. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's absolutely correct. So, yeah, yeah so that would be uh, uh, that would be my uh, my suggestion for that. I mean, the the key thing, the key thing, the key thing is is to practice. You know, just j- it, it sounds horrible, but you just you keep doing the speech, you keep doing the speech, and uh, and this is uh, this is the way it goes. I mean, uh, it's when I was doing um, the debate with uh ben eric last year i mean i i must have done the speech three or four times from end to end you know for various listeners who were patient enough to to give me well first of all i you know gave over all the ideas gave the general shape of the speech gave the speech end to end i practiced it incessantly on the car on the way down i i you know and so on and so by the time i was able to to go and do then it was all practiced right it's not i don't sort of get up there with three pieces of paper and say let's roll right because that's just (laughs) not gonna work uh right. practice is, is key. Uh, so um, uh, so I hope that you'll accept, you know, I'm, in a, I'm a pretty good communicator and, and practice is, is very, very important for, for what I'm doing. Uh, wow. and, and I'm already obsessing about the, the talk that I'm going to give at Porkfest uh, and making notes and starting to put post-its together and, and ideas. And I'm asking for feedback on the board and I'll get a working committee of people willing to be bored by non-passionate delivery of the material so that it makes sense. Uh, so, so practice is is really really important, and uh, I think a lot of people when they're going for job interviews, they just they're not they're not prepared for the job interview. Uh, right. But uh, I think uh, and I think that speaks volumes. And I, you know, I know that you're a, a good worker and a hard worker. So uh, you're not. I don't think you're effect. You, you're not accurately portraying yourself if you're not you know prepared and and rehearsed and so on. And you want to. Uh, with, with preparation, it's a weird thing, right? I mean, there is such a thing as over-rehearsing, I suppose, but I've never really, I've never experienced it, right? I mean, if, if Tiger Woods still has to go out and hit four hours of golf balls every day, then the rest of us (laughs) better practice too, right? So, uh, so you want to make sure you keep practicing to the point where it feels really fluent because if you only practice a little bit, then you get the worst of both worlds because you're not as spontaneous but you're also not as concise. And you, you then end up sailing the ship against the wind. So uh, I would definitely recommend you know, write stuff down uh, that you can practice. Practice the, you know, the, the uh, there are five or ten common questions that you'll get in interviews. I mean, you won't get all of them, but you may get none of them. But most, most people will ask you, you know, uh, where do you want to be in five years? Most people will say, you know, tell me about the toughest thing that ever happened to you at work or tell me about a uh, you know, particular success or a particular failure that you had at work. Uh, and uh, give me an example of your conflict resolution skills and so on. And you don't want to think about that stuff on the fly, right? You, you want to sort of have the greatest hits of your career in readily available short uh, snippets so that you can uh, you can answer those questions. So where do I want to be in five years? Well, sitting right where you are, so move, right? <laughs> Something like right. that. I mean, whatever it is, you you know, it, it really is just about practice. And, you know, it, I would really practice... Also, record yourself, uh, you know, using your mic and your Audacity or Windows sound recorder or whatever, record yourself, play it back, does it make sense? Uh, have people in your life ask you questions so that you can respond uh, and, and ask them if it made sense, ask them if their attention began drifting at any time. I know you've got the interview on Thursday, but you do you have enough time to do some of this stuff? Right, yeah, your... actually, it
1: got moved back it to back Friday, back. so...
0: Oh, it was moved to Friday, okay, even better. Yeah. And, and yeah. so... For for everything that that you have got right, the resume is the center of of the job interview. And for everything that you're saying, it needs to tie back into at least one word, hopefully a phrase, hopefully a sentence, hopefully a paragraph. It needs to tie back into something to do with the job description. Don't say anything in the job that doesn't have something to do with the job description, job interview. If that makes any sense, I mean, other than you know where do you want to be in five years, it means it's going to be something a little more personal or whatever, right? But when it comes to describing your skills. Everything that you you say needs to be relevant to the job interview, uh, to, sorry, to the job description. Uh, because otherwise, why would you say it, right? Right, right. Because they're looking to match your skills uh, to the job. So everything has to match, right? So, And you have to be disciplined. And Lord knows I've made these mistakes often enough in interviews, but you have to be disciplined and not... And not ramble. And if you find yourself, if you catch yourself rambling, say, "Wait, wait, I think I'm, I think I'm rambling. Let me, let me stop and and uh, uh, just reorient myself, and then either go on or just ask for the next question." Okay, okay.
1: That's terrifying.
0: You mean the to ex- actually say, in the moment, "Wait, wait, I'm rambling. Let me, let me stop and, and back yeah. up." But, yeah, but but it shows it shows self awareness. It shows confidence. It shows that you are not going to ramble when you catch yourself doing it. Uh, It shows that you're coachable because you're coaching yourself. Uh, I mean, I think it shows a lot of good stuff. And it also shows that you're very honest, right?
1: Right, for sure. No, you're right. I wonder why. Yeah, don't push on because it's completely
0: obvious to the interviewer when you're pushing on and uh, and you have lost control of your language, so to speak.
1: (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, no that makes a lot of sense. And just Yeah. Part of it is I'm afraid would I be able to catch myself
0: rambling? Cuz like Well, but that's the practice, right? If you practice enough, yeah. the rambling becomes almost impossible.
1: Right, right.
0: Right, rambling okay. is when you don't know how to end what you're saying, you don't know how to get to the next point. And rambling yeah. is also can happen when you feel the other person 's attention drifting you you, you get self conscious and you don 't want to stop uh, or when you feel that it 's going to be awkward if you do stop and so on but that 's all the case uh, that is mostly solved through through bullet point preparation through slicing and dicing up the job description to make sure that your skills match being concise, time yourself, practice write it down uh, and and uh, uh, you know practice the, the ten the five or 10 common questions. And I've talked about those in job interview podcasts before, but I really wanted to focus on <clears> this <throat> slicing and dicing, uh, having your sequence of important things, you know, fit 30 seconds, maybe on each one, 45 seconds on each one and, uh, uh wait for, and then asking for, for more questions and more clarifications if necessary. I think that's really going to communicate that you're a really good communicator. And I think that's what they're looking for.
1: Right. Okay. So just being, um, concise to the point just keeping everything short that's that's the key
0: yeah keep things short and then ask if if they want more information i'm happy to talk further but uh, i want to make sure that i'm what i'm saying is is useful to you right and no, you can also say, you know, also be open to feedback, right? Everybody loves someone who's coachable, right? So uh, if you say these are the three main points, and don't say there are only three points, right? But just say these are the three main points as I saw them. At the end of that speech, you can say, um, is, that, is that fairly accurate in terms of what the job entails? Is there something significant that I'm missing? Uh, you know, ask for that feedback right right away.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, that's that sounds like a really good idea. Right. Um, the question, the question about, uh, where do you see yourself in five years? I mean, I see that. Well, I've seen that one in the past couple of days, you know, doing some research on the, on this interview, trying to figure out what I'm going to do. And that one's, that was really hard for me to answer. Um, I mean, w- as someone who's interviewed before, what kind of response are you looking for
0: Then, <laughs> Well, I'm looking for an honest response. I'm not looking for something that's Uh, tailor-made. So uh, what I was, I was just always looking for an honest response. You know, so people would, I mean, I got a huge range of answers to those questions. Some people would say, I want to be master of time, space, and dimension and (laughs) and fight the (laughs) X-Men. But no, some some people would say, uh, you know, I, I really want to move up in management. I want to get to an executive level position and so on. And they'd be like 20 you know, like, well, you may not be getting that by 25. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. All right, all right. Uh, so they'd be a little unrealistic if they were just popping out of school or whatever. Uh, and they would think helping to be some sort of chief executive by 25. That seemed a little unrealistic. But, you know, ambition was not the end of the world. Uh, mm-hmm. Other people would say, I'm just happy to be working with computers. That's all they want to do. I just want to be up on the latest coding techniques. I just really, really find coding to be an absorbing and enjoyable challenge. And it's like, hey, this guy doesn't want management. He just wants to keep typing. And that's that's great, too. Uh, so, uh, I was a little bit weary, of course, of people who are like, I want to dance <laughs> or you know, I want to be in some other profession completely. Cause that would be like, Oh, so I'm going to train you up and then you're going to bugger off somewhere else. So I was always well, a little and, bit concerned about that. I'm sorry.
1: And well, that's part of the thing is, I mean, really part of the goal of this for me for long term is I want to get some business skills for when I eventually Open the school that I plan
0: on opening. You know? So. Well, I would certainly focus on, you know, you you don't have to tell them you're going to go open a school because, I mean, in a way, that's none of their business, right? But what you can say is that, well, I'm really interested in figuring out how business works. I have a a deep interest in business uh, and. You know, whether I end up being entrepreneurial or whether I end up uh, in a management position at some firm, perhaps even this one, uh, is is still up in the air. But I'm really, really interested in finding out, you know, what makes a business tick? How can we best please the customers? How can we stay innovative without being too chaotic and, and so on? Like, how can we have deadlines uh, uh, without, uh, uh, you know, given the, the normal chaos of project management? So, uh, you know, all of those sorts of things. Maybe not okay. that last, scrap that last one. But, but. But I would, uh, 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 I would talk about your, you, you do have a legitimate and strong desire to learn uh, how, how a business works, how to please customers, how to organize people to, to be the most effective because that's yeah. going to be useful to you when you start your own school. And so, yeah, I, w- I would talk about that. Yeah, I'm interested in learning how business works. I, I mean I think I, I really truly believe I have good management skills, good communication skills. I really do want to, uh, to, be, um, uh, to be front and center as far as that stuff goes and this seems like a great job to, to learn that stuff. Okay,
1: yeah. To learn yeah. it more,
0: guess, to, to, to expand my knowledge in that area.
1: Right, that makes sense. Okay.
0: So, okay. yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't talk about my end goal in terms of the, the actual thing, but in terms of the things that I want to learn and how this job serves those. Right, okay. That makes sense. That I makes mean, sense. I, I had coders who came in. I had one guy who came in, actually became a friend of mine. Uh, he came in and he, you know, he's just like, I like coding, but I really like going to customers. I talk to the customers. I like travel and so on. And so as soon as I could, uh, I was uh, a couple of months after I hired him, I took him on a business trip. Um, I put him in front of some customers. I let him say some stuff uh, and uh, he was good. And so that's what we started to work into his job. And he moved away from coding over time and really became more interested in sales. And and that was, that was great. So I knew that up front. Uh, and, uh, so I think that, that stuff's, uh, you know, j- just, just to be, uh, be honest about, about what it is that you want, but not necessarily the specifics of what may eventually clash with your job there.
1: Right. No, that makes sense. Okay. Right. Yeah. That, that, um, so even, even in that case, it's really just trying to, um, Apply as much. It, basically, the the gist of what you're saying, if I'm understanding you right, is just basically whatever I say, make it applicable to the job that I'm applying for.
0: Well, I think I think so. I think so. Make it applicable. Make it concise, and you know, less is more. Offer offer a, a concise explanation of how it fits, and then ask if there's more details that they would like to uh, to ask about. Also, also, also. Ask since you're about, you know, you say, well, I want customers to be happy and so on. Well, he's your first customer, right? How you treat your job interviewer is how he's going to perceive you're going to treat the clients, right? Right. Because he's your first customer in this environment.
1: Yeah. So things things that I do with my customer, making sure that everything that I'm saying is
0: clear and yeah, uh, it's what I'm saying makes sense. Is there anything else that that I could add? Uh, um, Is what I'm saying, does it make sense? Is is there anything that I'm missing? Is there any more that you would like to know? You're showing that you want to get feedback from your customers, that you want to make sure that you have communicated to them effectively. I mean, I'm lucky to get this all the time because I get emails and uh, board posts and messages on 16 different messaging sites about things that I'm doing well or things that I'm doing badly. And so I get this continual feedback, which is one of the reasons why I think the show is, is doing well. But it, you, you won't get bad feedback in a job interview. You just won't get the job, right? So I think it's really important in the job interview to say, does that answer your question? Did I, you know, was that a swing and a miss? Uh, you know, I want to make sure that that uh, I'm communicating stuff that's in, useful and important to you. Uh, is there anything else that I can add? Anything else you want to know? Just that kind of stuff. Make sure that, that uh, uh, you know, don't just blindfold yourself, swing and hope you hit, right? Right. Okay. Okay. And it's not it's not that important for the job interview, but what what you're showing him is how you will deal with customers. Right.
3: Right.
1: Yeah, that I, I never even thought about it that way. That that makes so much sense.
0: I'm not saying every interviewer knows this, but we all get it unconsciously because he does get that he's the first customer that you're dealing with in the company, right? And, and he also is, again, I think it's unconscious, but he's going to, you know, if, if you just talk and never ask him whether he understands it or whether it was relevant, he's really going to be concerned at some level, probably unconscious, but he's going to be like, I don't feel too comfortable with this guy in front of clients because I think he's going to assume a lot without verification. Right. No, and so you want sense. to assume, assume almost nothing and verify and check in the interview that it all makes sense. And then I think they'd be more comfortable thinking of you going to customers.
1: Right. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right. Um, I had another question about something that I else that I had heard in one of your previous podcasts. And I was really struggling with this part about, um, like at the end, and this is also something I've read in, in researching just at the end if they say do you have any questions like it's it's really bad to not have questions right
0: no i i don't think that's the case at all i i think it's really bad to make up questions that you don't have
1: okay right but i mean you suggested asking questions about the um about the the company in relation to the industry and i do have those questions but like, my knowledge of the industry is about on par with yours, really. I mean, I, I oh, know a little. Bit sorry, I've
0: just stopped hearing you for some reason.
1: You stopped hearing
2: me? Oh, there we went. Hmm. Okay. Well, you can hear me. Steph dropped out. Cool. Ah, the joys of technology. I think it's going pretty good. Feeling better about it. Oh, are you still there? Yeah. I'm sorry about that. I got
0: dropped for a sec, but uh, please go on.
3: Um,
1: oh, right. Uh. So we were saying about the... Um, like asking questions about the industry or, um, you know, things like that. And those are questions that I do have, but, uh, you know, I hadn't, I've, I've tried finding information about the industry, but it looks like it's all very hush hush, say no more, say no more type of thing. So, um,
3: I really don't know. I can't find much about this company other than what they say themselves. Um, and,
1: their competitors, I mean, I've heard, I've been able to find info on one competitor, which is supposed to be really bad. Like no one wants to work for them, but I don't know how their customers perceive them or anything like that. Um And they're very big, so I think they're pretty successful. But besides that, I don't know much about the industry.
3: Do you think that that is a problem or am I just not looking hard enough or what? Like, I don't know. I I feel um no, and he's gone
0: again. Uh can you hear me? Hello? yeah. Yeah. Um well I I wouldn't ask for a lecture on the industry as a whole because I lost
2: you. Hello? Nothing. Okay. Uh, Any better?
0: Yeah. I can hear you. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask for a lecture on the industry as a whole because that would indicate that you don't know the industry and that would, I think count against you if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Um, so sorry, let me just go one sec. I just want to make sure I, uh, get my recorder running again here. Ah, Skype gets me every time. <laughs> so yeah, I would, uh, I would definitely not ask for a lecture on the industry as a whole, that would indicate you don't know it. I think that would cost you some points. But what you could ask is, uh, you could ask for, uh, how does the company culture run? Uh, Is it, uh, you know, very strict? Is it more loosey-goosey? What do they do for recreation? Are there any activities outside of work that people are interested in? Is it sort of a nine-to-five? Is it, you know, just ask a little bit about the company culture. Uh, I think that would be be very helpful. And that indicates that you care... Where you're going in? Like, if somebody says to you, "I have a girl that I'd like you to meet," you don't usually say, "Great, where?" Right? You say, "Well, what's she like? (laughs) You know, what? What? You know, how tall is she? What color hair does she have? Uh, What is she into? Uh, How old is she? Whatever, right?" And uh, and I see a picture, maybe, right? But but you're not just going to say yes. And so I think if you ask about a company culture, that's a way of you saying to that person, uh, "I, "I care about a fit with where I work."
1: Right. Okay.
0: Yeah. it's more confident
1: i think right right no and that's i mean you know it sounds like project managers or project coordinator or whatever is often a job that um can be pretty demanding depending on what's going on with the project so definitely something that i'm interested in asking about
0: yeah and i would use the phrase exciting rather than demanding (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay right right <laughs> it's just that something exciting. like demanding sounds like oh i'm gonna gonna show up to work with a 45 one day <laughs> <laughs> right
1: no very exciting no and that that is the way to look at it right it's exciting
0: yeah i mean look if the job isn't exciting i mean unless you just have to do it to eat then you know uh don't take it right but it sounds like it fits well with where it is you want to get to uh it does sound like it, it works with your existing skills it certainly sounds like you'll have some new stuff to learn but uh Uh, I think that's uh, exactly what you need, right?
1: Yeah. And honestly, I'm I'm really excited about the prospect of being involved in translation. Um, Like, I'm trying to do a little bit of the freelance stuff, but it's... um, I think I'd have more fun doing it as part of more from this project coordinator perspective rather than the freelance. Like, I don't mind the freelancing and I really love the translating, but... Um, a lot of the technical stuff of freelancing is is just not
0: my cup of tea. Right, right. And I think all of that stuff's good. You know, why is it that you're joining a company? Things to learn, places to go, and all that. So I think that stuff would all be very good. Right, right. But yeah, so I just wanted to, I don't want to go too much longer because uh, I mean, we've got a lot of information, but I would just really just, it's practice, practice, practice for, for job interviews. And I'm telling you, this approach will serve you for the rest of your life as far as job interviews go. And uh, so it it really is, it really is just about the practice and uh, making sure that you're, you know, short, concise, coherent and ask for more feedback and ask if you answered the question. And and I think that gives people a very good feeling about your level of confidence and self-knowledge and coachability and all of that.
1: Yeah, no. And it, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, I started the call saying how basically in the past, anytime I've, I've done an interview, I've gotten a job. But thinking about what you just said, I don't know why, because I've never really done any practice for the interview,
0: you know? Right. And I would say, though, that you're going for a higher level job now, right? Right. Right. And so, and that's, so uh, that's important. It's really good to not go in
3: the
1: same with the same mindset
0: yeah i didn't practice for my interview for being a waiter, uh, and I know that being a waiter isn't as tough as being in a coffee shop but uh, i didn't uh, i didn't practice for those because it really wasn't necessary but when I uh, was going for other jobs uh, at a more senior level, uh, I definitely did uh, practice do the research come up with you know plans about how I would contribute even before I got there and stuff and i think that's I think that's just really helpful and really important and then then I mean it doesn't mean you're going to get the job but at least, you, what, this is what you don't want, right? You, you don't want to be walking out of the interview going, oh man, why did I say that, and why did it go on about that, and I could see the eyes, guy's eyes glazing over, and so on, right? You want to go in, you know, prepared, concise, professional, ready to roll, and um, that way, if you don't get the job, at least you're not kicking yourself. You know, you you prepared well, you gave it your best shot, you were good in there, but for some reason, whatever, right? Maybe you were too good, and they want somebody less threatening. Who knows, right? But In which case, maybe that's not the right place, but but the important thing in life is not to try and control the outcome of anything except your capacity for regret because right? <laughs> you don't want to go out of there kicking yourself mm-hmm. and i think preparation uh, really helps with that and there may be times when a lack of preparation would really work you know but i'll never find out because i'll always prepare um, but uh, uh, i think that's just too too risky uh, a thing to begin with and if you if you already have stress beforehand in terms of uh, going in to get the job then preparation is the only thing that I know of that's going to reduce that stress. Uh, because otherwise, you have the stress of whether you're saying the right thing in a stressful environment. Are you rambling? Are you babbling? It's a new job. You're not highly qualified, and for for that particular job, and you just you have to reduce the variables. And the best way to do that is preparation.
1: All right. Yeah. That I mean that makes so much sense. And just as far as the anxiety that I'm feeling about this interview. I think with with the right preparation, then I'll just – well, not completely disappear, but, you know, fade into the background of a nice, quiet
0: hum or something like that. Yeah. Look, you don't want to be stress-free during a job interview because that would be insane, right? Right. (laughs) Because you want the job, right? It's like if if you finally get a girl to go out with you that you've wanted to go out with you for some time – of course you're going to have flutters. Of course. I mean otherwise you'd be dead to the world, right? So oh. uh it's not about eliminating anxiety or stress stress is not a bad thing stress is a good thing in excess it's a bad thing and in deficiency it's a bad thing um, i mean I, i've had lots of people who i think should have panicked about their lives long ago but haven't right <laughs> uh, whereas i panic about my life every day and then, but you know what i mean like i think i think that uh stress and anxiety are, are are your friends right you just don't want to make them your tyrannical bosses right
1: right yeah no and it's like right now the anxiety is is a you know an entire chorus of people screaming at me, but yeah, no, I think it if I can tone that down a little bit, it'll definitely be helpful actually
0: yeah, yeah. and uh system Convo about what what resistance there is to the job interview and all that can be very helpful and try and get people on your side, but I wouldn't make it a major project before before Friday. I would just work on on the practice
1: yeah, no, that's yeah. That's a good point.
0: All right. Well, listen. I'll let you go practice, and you know, make your moats, make your bullet points. Know what you're going to hit. Know how you're going to transition. And uh, if you, of course, I'm I'm dying to know how it goes on Friday, and and do drop us a line, uh, or drop me a line at least uh, once you well, give give me a, a line before you find out. Just just to tell me how the interview went from your perspective, and then you know, when you do find out, I'd like to know if I could as well.
1: Sure, sure. Unless they offer me the job right on
0: the spot, you know exactly in which case you say no 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 i'm sorry i have to call a friend of mine uh before i can accept <laughs> he might know but okay. no listen uh, i think you're going to do fantastically and uh i i'm i'm really excited for for the opportunity for you
1: well thanks i really appreciate the uh vote of confidence and i re- really appreciate this call i mean this has been really helpful and i think um it's definitely gonna turn out good and however it turns out i'll let you know
0: i appreciate that and have have a great time on friday
1: All right. Thanks so much.
0: Bye.
1: Bye.